Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowing out the Big Hand Bopper. We got Blonde Jeff Dutton sitting with us. Tommy, can you hear me? <laughs> Very nice, big fan of the Rosie O'Donnell show. And T-Man <laughs> waving his guitar around. We gotta hear him play that thing. Here we go. What is up? <laughs> All right, he's putting the guitar down. He's not playing guitar. Maybe I'll get you next time. Put him on the spot there. So, uh, Big Hand Bopper, you were watching season one of Rosie O'Donnell when she did that bit a lot where she had a crush <laughs> closeted Rosie mm-hmm. O'Donnell had to pretend mm-hmm. to be in love with Tom Cruise in order That's to right. be on she TV. pushed a button under her a fake button under her desk I'm sure it was not a real button that played Tommy can you hear me uh for the purposes of what he was brought up, is that what ha- was happening? Yeah, and it was a pre-couch jumping, Tom. Right, this was before Wait, he... Wait, was that on Rosie or Ellen or... That was, was Oprah. That? Oh, he was in love with that woman. The OG Oprah. Talking about Kate Holmes. Hmm. Kate jumping, Holmes. Jumping around. Yeah. I'm in love with this woman! Wow. I'm in love with her! <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's a normal around. guy, Tom Cruise. He's a normal. He's got a very human vibe. Mm. Yes. Well, we'll we'll get into that, all that and more. But I do want to talk about the Rosie <laughs> O'Donnell thing. Was it any time Tom Cruise was brought up, she had to? Yeah, I think it was like a running gag the way that it would be on like a radio show. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What a what a funny uh, uh, hoop to jump through. It, I mean, it did feel like it was like a network conversation of like, great. So how about we keep your sexuality ambiguous and you mm-hmm. have a celebrity crush? And it's not like, you know, obviously she could have had a fun crush on Tom Cruise and was a big fan and was a thing. But like it, me watching as a baby, I was like, oh, OK, well, she's not married and she's like adopted kids, but she has a crush on Tom Cruise. OK, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that I don't think that women like Tom Cruise? How about that for a take? Whoa. I don't think that's why it's so networky. If it was someone funny, then then you'd be like, oh yeah, Rosie O'Donnell has a crush on that funny guy. But Tom Cruise, you don't think ladies like TC? I don't, I don't think they do. I don't know why. Hell, LTC. Because I think it might be the alien thing. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's he wasn't in Alien. He doesn't have BDE. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. He doesn't have BDE. He doesn't oh. have a id. You know what I mean? He doesn't have like animal anything. He seems like a, he's cooked up in a lab. And I think I think he's cute okay. the way I think he's cute in a way that's just like just sort of like universally attractive. But he doesn't really have any sort of machismo. He doesn't really have. It's funny because the the machismo he has done so many movies about like. Uh, cool guy stuff like fighter jets or stock cars or yeah, but right. that more like, like it feels like it appeals to nerds. He doesn't got he doesn't have that swag that he doesn't have yeah. swag guys like us have. And also, he didn't really do action shit until Mission Impossible. Uh, True. Did you see, have you ever seen Top Gun? That doesn't. <laughs> but he's not punching and kicking and shooting and he's shit. He's not doing the stuff. You're right. In fact, right. he's pretty mopey in this fucking movie. He's mopey, and I don't think. I think in the new movie, they have you guys seen the new one yet? No. It's 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 fun to watch in the theater. In I'll, the, I'll see it. In the new one, I think they do a lot of those stu- stunts in the planes. Like I, th- mm. I think they're in the back seat of a the plane. I think. Sure. But in this one, it just looks like kind of on a green screen. The camera is tipping back and forth. I think they did. I mean, I don't know. I think they did some good uh, practical stuff in this movie, but yeah, practical jokers. I don't think the geography works. Like, 
the screen geography of the dogfights in Star Wars make way more sense than they do here. Like I could, I was never <laughs> tracking like which who's in front, who's behind. They're going left. Like this none of it like made any sense. To me. I agree. You're, well, you're getting to my. I would say that I didn't. Well, I, I mean, I want to jump the gun entirely, but I don't know what was happening in this movie. I didn't track any of the scenes. Yep. I didn't track the plot. I had never seen this movie all in one sitting before. It used to be on USA all the time, so I've always seen pieces. And I always wondered, like... Oh, it's classic USA. This is right, I, I, right. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was always like, I, I think I would like that movie because of the 80s campiness, but, like, what is it about? Because it's not war, and it, it seems like it's about school. Yeah, what But why are about? people dying if they're in school? <laughs> and so I was confused about that. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, I still don't know these... The, the blocking of these fight these dog fights makes no sense to me. And then the plot of the movie overall, I don't know what we're looking forward to other than him kind of like getting like having like an anxiety disorder because of the friend, death of his friend and then him having to overcome it. That's all like yeah. right at the end. I'm like, what are we moving towards? Like, what what is well, happening? It, it well, hold was, on, hold on. Well, let's, what are we even talking about? Hold today? on, yeah, let's talk about it Top up. Gun. Good night. We are talking about Top Gun. I jumped the gun, the Top Gun, and um, <laughs> I'm gonna read the the Google the Google fucking thing. Okay, Top Gun, 1986, directed by Tony Scott. The Top Gun Naval Fighter Weapons School is where the best of the best train to refine their elite flying skills. When hotshot fighter pilot. Maverick Tom Cruise is sent to the school. His reckless attitude and cocky demeanor put him at odds with the other pilots, mm. especially the cool and collected Iceman, Val yes. Kilmer. But Maverick isn't only competing to be the top fighter pilot. He's also fighting for the attention of his beautiful flight instructor, Charlotte Blackwood. Ooh. Kelly McGillis. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, shit. I feel like, uh, well, we did... Uh... Well, it's not enough. You want more? No, when we did Sideways, it was like a whole book I had to read. <laughs> you picked the long one. I picked the shorty. No, I didn't pick anything. I just, uh, I go with the flow. Um, you're right. I I only saw this movie one other time, I think, in college, and I was expecting it to be more action-packed. Mm-hmm. There are some action sequences. The but fact that you, they blow up some planes at the end, I was surprised about. Well, they get into some weird mission territory over there, where the MiGs, yeah. the MiGs did shoot at them. What right. is what? What's that word? Mig. M I G is is a is a Russian fighter plane, and it's smaller than the F 16s which makes. So why didn't they show like when Goose took a Polaroid of the Mig? Like we didn't get really like why didn't they establish some like Cold War bad guys for us to root against? You know what's funny? I, this one and the new one, there is like purposefully uh, being vague about who the actual enemy is. There was a line in this movie that was like the other side or, or yeah. like, and it's just about like the new one too. It's a, a rebel force. And, a and rebel. then Tom Skerritt has line this like about like crossing some lines on a map or whatever. It was like, mm-hmm. are you you're oh, afraid? Yeah. Oh you're afraid God. to say a country? Well, I, I think I bet it has something to do with because they're the actual air force in that. Right. Like they're not, you know they're the, the, Navy. they're the they're, they're the, the U.S. Navy in this. So the I I think if you do and that a, is the um, thing if if you do if you yeah reference the real military then they get that like look they at have a lot of stuff, stipulations. 
Uh, trust me, I, I've been trying to make uh, well, yeah. GI Hanford for a long time. <laughs> well, you know what their their main thing is Hanford. You gotta have short hair. <laughs> hey man, well no, he won't budge. Whole, that's what the whole movie's about. The fu- he <laughs> makes I gotta it to keep my hair long, man. One guy, I'm gonna make it to corporal, and I'm gonna keep my long hair. <laughs> <laughs> but then you don't, and I don't do it. <laughs> I don't do it at all. Uh, the what you said, Jeff, about how or Tim was saying. You couldn't tell what was happening in the dogfights and stuff. I agree. But it seemed like the type of thing where you could only get so many shots of those things. But that... So you got what you got and you edited it together. That kind of felt like every other scene, too. They got a few takes and they're like, these are weird uh, acting choices, but let's uh, edit it together and put it out. Yeah. This movie Mm -hmm. came out two years before Cocktail. And we did cocktail on this podcast. Right. And that is Tom Cruise making every acting choice. And it doesn't seem like a director was saying, like, hey, why don't you try that a little more realistic? What a step down to be like the I world know, of fighter like pilots the other way to around. the world of like bartending. This is such fuck? a movie star movie. And it's like, you're maverick. And then in cocktail, he's like, no, I sleep with a rich lady because I don't have any yeah. money. But, <laughs> but cocktail is like just him. This is a pretty. That's what are you true. talking about? What about McGregor's Law? McLaughlin's Law. Law. But even <laughs> didn't that movie? It had so many more moments of uh, Tom Cruise's character, like singing or doing poetry. And in this one, Yo, he has a few moments why, like that where he's singing. Why was singing part of the interest in Tom Cruise? <laughs> I know. I don't know. Why make a tone deaf guy sing all the time? Oldies, specific, cocktail, Oldies. cocktail, and Top Gun yeah. both have that thing of like my this this old music is still good and risky business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was risky this? That must have been before this. Yeah, he was. Young. It was before this, but then also it's funny because he that plays song a high is, schooler. That song is uh, high schooler. Yeah, high schooler. But Bob Seger is singing about old time rock and roll, but he wasn't. That also wasn't a, totally a contemporary song because it was like 1970s oh, yeah. song in an 80s movie. Dun, 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 Damn, am dun, I gonna dun, have another Seger summer? You think? Mm, maybe. I, I think I might have another Seger seven. I think I'm going to Catman do. <laughs> That's a funny song. Um, yeah, this this movie was uh, fun to watch. There were so many scenes in it that I was had heard about. Like the volleyball and the I got a need for speed sure, sure. and the take my breath away sex scene, yeah, uh, which is short, short and uh, sweet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of tongue, a lot of a lot, lot of tongue, a lot of a yeah, yeah. lot of seeing the air between the two mouths filled up with silhouetted tongues, silhouettes. But you know, you see those you tongues. They made sure to see the tongues. They Ooh. want to see Tommy's tongue. How about that song? I was thinking, I mean, there's some heavy hitters in this uh, movie, but that um, bong, 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 uh, take my yeah, breath take away. My breath. The way that they tease it with like the first, oh. the the, uh, the riff before you yeah. even really get the song. And it's yeah. like, God damn, that's some movie music. Yeah. And not just movie music, but like 80s melodrama music. Huge. This movie yeah, yeah. is like drenched with 80s synthy melodrama. But, but, and, and that's I, the thing. I like there's it also, for that. There's that one song that's in the score that has an electric guitar lead that's another oh, riff song. Tim, I have it ready. Oh, man. <laughs> this is Top Gun Anthem. And, like, you know, 
obviously people think of Kenny Loggins, which gets used like three or four times in the movie. Oh, it yeah. Seems I know. Like <laughs> they really they do you do a good job of using like a couple songs a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But uh, here's Top Gun Anthem. We can talk a little bit over it because yeah. everybody else. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a really cool like gong. <laughs> It really huge, sets the tone. huge decay on like a tambourine or a snare. Yeah. That like. <laughs> Did you notice at the beginning of this movie when this uh, song was playing and they're showing like the planes getting ready on the aircraft carrier to take off? And then when they do take off, there's a very awkward switch from this song right into Danger right Zone. Right into yeah. Danger Zone. Yes. But it's, it, there's no good transition. It's like. Well, Mike, you've never been on an aircraft carrier and seen an airplane take off. <laughs> you gotta go now. That's, you that's the feeling, the man. Perfectly <laughs> encapsulated. At the beginning, when they're landing planes in the aircraft carrier, there's a shot of like one of the guys helps a plane land, and then he does like a fist pump, like oh yeah, yeah I love that. <laughs> oh, also, also another great, <laughs> the other great fist pump of the movie. Tom is driving his motorcycle and he sees a fighter yeah. take off and he puts his hand up and he's like, yes, it's yes. like a plane. Solidarity. That's, That's the thing I, I like. <laughs> That's one him. of my favorite vehicles. <laughs> Damn. But uh, yeah, dripping with like 80s passion and machismo and also just dripping, sweaty. Dripping with sweat. Sweaty, sweaty movie. Fans everywhere. I loved that. Everybody was spritzed down in every scene. I loved seeing that, that nobody, it was just like wherever, they're probably shooting on a wherever they were shooting and it was hot there and they just let it I go. think it was I think it was a spritz bottle and they thought the boys would be sexy all beaded up like that really? because because they weren't like I, I'm a sweaty guy and I have a complex about it so when I feel <laughs> beads on my forehead I take a napkin and I wipe down my forehead those guys are all just sitting there yeah, if your face sweaty. is that sweaty, it means that you're you've also probably sweated through your clothes as well. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're just all hanging out having conversations with wet faces. I, I've got the movie playing uh, on mute right here, and uh, the sweaty guy I'm seeing is the principal from Back to the Future. And uh, yeah. oh, okay, he's yeah. not the sexiest Sexy. guy I've seen. Is that also? <laughs> is he also in Fast Times? Or no? Mm. No, I'm thinking of Mr. Hand, who's a different. Oh guy. yeah, Mr. Hand. Nope, Back to the Future. Man, that guy's good. Yeah. He's really good. He's good in this too. Oh, he in his first uh, the scene with Maverick and Goose when he reams them out. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tom Cruise is so clearly standing on an apple box because that that bald guy's like yes. looking way up to him, like Maverick. If you can hear me up there, dude. Also, <laughs> it, also that that is such a classic like nondescript conflict scene. The same way that yeah. we're just like I don't know, it's Russia or something. This was one where it's just like. Maverick, we don't like your methods, dude. You do this and you do that. But we're going to promote you. This movie just feels <laughs> like, um, you know what it reminded me of was uh, Entourage, like Vinny Chase failing up ah. for se- season after season after season. It's like, you got problems, but you're going to the big leagues, kid. Yeah. Uh, going back to the um, that uh, Take My Breath Away song. Take My Breath Away song. Uh <laughs> That song played... So he went on a date with uh, the woman... Uh, Charlie. Charlie. He went on a date with her at her house. That song is playing as he shows up. Like, don't you think you would save that for the sexy... They've fallen in love. Or, yeah. But, but he, it, it, it's set up. It's You know, you're sort of planting the seeds. Charlie's theme. Yeah, but it, now, it when seemed he, like they didn't have the money for more song. 
what's with all the shower talk? When he left the volleyball game, I was like, Tom, you're all sweaty. You can't go on a date. You're all sweaty. And then, of course, he gets there and he's like, can I take a shower? And she's like, no, I'm hungry. And he's like, okay. And then he's like, I got to go. I got to shower. And he's, so he yeah. ends the date. It's like, this is our, our hot hunk ladies man who has like bedded so many women. Uh, he he lends the date to go home and shower. It's such a strange. And then he gets out of the shower and she's right there in the elevator. Yeah. That's <laughs> weird. Is, oh, that was I weird think that plotting. was a different day. That was a different day, and it was sweat again. Because he was sweaty again, because she made a joke like, you need another shower. Oh, all right. (laughs) See, I also thought she looked, she was wearing like a cap and a big jacket. I thought she was like sneaking into the barracks. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she was in disguise. (laughs) Um, Is she in anything else, Kelly McGillis? Had never acted before or since. Not interested. (laughs) Because she, looking at her, I was like, you got a timeless sort of... The same way that we have a lot of different actors who look like a type, she looked like a Margot Robbie, Michelle Pfeiffery lady to me. Mm. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Hmm. Uh, you know, Meg Ryan shows up in this movie. I had never seen oh, When yeah. Harry Met Sally, and I just watched that recently. For real? Ooh. Never seen it. Yeah, it's good. And I thought it was good. Yes. She's fun. She was good in that, yeah. And she was good uh, in this. She's, she's, like, she's kind of a, a funny lady. I yeah. liked Harry Met Sally, and then also I think I could be wrong. I would need to watch some more Woody, but I think it's sort of out Woody's Woody. Well, Woody's a good man. Through, through <laughs> wait, it, but, yeah, wait a minute. Um, I think that was, the but that was like the thing at the time was sort of like, whoa, this is Annie Hall, but it's a bigger hit, right? Wasn't that what everybody? Oh, Rob Reiner didn't. Interesting career, very good director, makes good movies. Didn't have a genre for a very long time. Yeah. Just did, did his thing. We talked about. I him. haven't seen you know another uh, Navy movie that old Tommy Cruise is in. A few Good Men. Haven't seen it. <gasps> yeah, and that's a Rob Reiner director. Oh, you know what was funny to me? Hmm. Huh? When he meets Charlie at the bar, I'm on that scene right. That scene's playing right now. And at one point, she's like, "So you're a fighter pilot." So she yeah. knows she's a fighter pilot. He's dressed like a fighter pilot. She yeah. works with fighter pilots. Well, she's, she's setting like up her main... funny joke. Oh, okay, maybe that's right. Because <laughs> she's, you know, she then says, "Good, I'm glad." She said, "Are you a good pilot?" He said, okay. "Yeah, good." Because uh, I'd hate for you to have to make money on your singing. And it's the like his attitude after that is like, "Oh, you." He's got roasted, negged. Like, but it's a fact. Like that's kind of a flirty thing. And he's, and he's like, like, "You know what? Hey. I'm gonna follow this bitch to the bathroom." Yeah. <laughs> that? that is such a that is a very 80s thing like the whole bar is singing to this woman embarrassing her yep. and then uh she goes to the bathroom and he doesn't get what he wants so he follows her he's a creepy weirdo <laughs> yeah damn I mean, very uncool man hey another bar scene i'll draw your attention to do you know what i'm gonna say no later okay we're jumping around but who cares yeah, you, you've okay. all seen top gun um he quits you know, after after Goose gets killed, Oof. he throws in the towel and he goes to the bar and she catches up with him at the bar and he's like all downtrodden and the the 80s music is pumping and he looks like he has a big old ice water on the bar. Mm-hmm. And she, she comes up to him and she's like, hemlock? And he nods and she's like, oh, I'll yeah. have one of those. And I looked up a hemlock. It sure doesn't look like a big thing of ice water. <laughs> no, I hemlock get- is like a Shakespearean poison for killing yourself. Huh? Isn't it? 
Yeah, I, I thought that was a she was making a joke about something. I thought it was a very funny joke, like he's killing himself. <laughs> no. Yeah, I I'm, think it, I'm looking it up. Isn't Hemlock in like Romeo and Juliet? I'm seeing Oh, maybe. I'm seeing uh orange peel, vanilla beans, and sugar cubes and um bourbon. Oh, so it's it's the name of a cocktail you're saying, but it's also okay. I think it, she I think she was making a joke there because Tim's right. It, it's I think it has something to do with like poisoning people. Hmm. I thought it was very funny that he's like witch's brew. clearly fucked up and grieving his dead best friend, and then she's like, "Hey, how's it going? Killing yourself?" <laughs> that was that the the conversation he had with uh, Tom Skerritt right after Goose dies is like, "You'll get, get over it." it. <laughs> it's like, hold on a second. They say that to it him. It seems like, like he's showering just it's after like the death. day one. Like, they're like, "Get him up in the air as soon as you can." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy has given no time. They're just like, yep, that's how it goes. He's like, by the way, I know everything about your dad you've ever wanted to know. You should have asked me earlier. I'm, gonna I'm not going to mention it until you come to my house on a Sunday. <laughs> okay, I'll see you Sunday. Hey, how much did this movie make you want to drink a cold bottle of Bud, huh? I know, that's Ooh. some good good branding, labeling there. Yeah, very good. Um, Oh, how about this? Yes. How much would you think, in the new Top Gun movie, I heard this recently. On a podcast, the uh, Top Gun, the the planes that they had to get from the U.S. Navy to use. How much do you think those cost an hour? Okay, it's a thirty million dollar plane. So I'm guessing that was weird too. They mentioned the price of the plane a lot in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do that. It's a thirty million dollar piece of equipment. I got you know that would have no context, but maybe it's uh, uh, three thousand dollars an hour. It's eleven thousand something an hour. Doesn't that seem affordable? That seemed low to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it. Uh, I mean, how I do you even like, like the damage you could do is this is like astronomical. Yeah. And you probably have to have like it's not like you take it and do whatever you want. with <laughs> It's like that you have to have their pilots and stuff. But uh, hmm. that just seemed like a weird low number to me. Hmm. Yeah, that's just me, though. Yeah, you're kind of a twist. We should guy. do it for a blowout. Ooh. We should we should pull 11 grand and. Get an F-16 for an hour. For we need a few more uh, uh, pay pigs to sign up, and then we can do whatever we want. Hey, my uh, my uncle, Greg, is he's a... a uh, no, no, he's a fighter pilot. He's a, He was an F-16 guy. His, his uh, call sign was Spitfire. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Did, now, how did he pick that name? I don't, uh, I don't know. Because they're all very cool-sounding names, but also, like, somewhat generic-sounding. In this movie, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Hollywood. Hollywood. Jester. Merlin. Who's the guy oh, that who's the Merlin guy that wigs such out? A, <laughs> oh, a lot of people wig out. Uh, who's the guy the that first... wigs out at the beginning? Mm. Uh, Cougar. Rooster. Oh, uh, Cougar. How? I mean, I'm not going to act like I'm a Top Gun student. I'm I, Honestly, I've done very little aviation. But when... You're talking about I've seen you crisscross the United States. You've been to Europe. How do you, you didn't get you there didn't, on my boat, Tim? Tim, Tim. You didn't take a train. Tim, you've been in first class. Yeah. That's true. First I kind class. of like it up there. But when Cougar is freaking out, it doesn't just feel like a screenwriting thing of like... The, that whole scene is like, that's not a fuel. We don't have fuel. You get down here. We don't have fuel. We don't have fuel. Uh, don't worry. We got time. And then Cougar's freaking out. Cougar is a pilot having a panic attack. And then Maverick is like, mm-hmm, time to go get him. And getting him means flying your plane close to him, saying, hey, stay on my wing. And then also flying down. Like, isn't that... Well, he also just, told him that, he was too low. 
Yeah, but don't you think the whole thing is faulty? That if a person is wigging out and they're flying a plane, there's little that you can do other than yeah, I don't know. I like I know jumping what you mean. into like, the plane and taking the wheel from it. But like, would that really help if you were wigging out and someone pulled up next to you and said, "Hey, come on, let's go." <laughs> well, if they talked calmly like that, I might uh, yeah be able to get out of my panic attack. Yeah, I, but I, I agree. Like, I don't know practically what that does because you can't land with him. There's not enough room on the right the jetway. Just, there's nothing. There's nothing you can do. Hmm. I do think it's cool how those planes take off, though. It looks like they get like sprung out of the thing, and then and hey, a big did you rubber notice band that, catches them. Did you notice that like when they took off, at least in the beginning, part of the floor, the ground tilts up to like meet the afterburners. Is that so that they can take off, like thrust off like a, a vertical wall? I think it's pushing f- it, yeah. And and go like, because you can push off the air, but also maybe if you pr- you're pushing off a surface, maybe you can take off shorter. Yeah. Hmm. We should try it. Probably. Damn. Those things are cool, man. Those jets. <laughs> <laughs> I, I There's something kind of lost on me where it's like, if you tell me like, hey, jets are cool, I would think about it and be like, Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a $30 million machine that could fly really fast. And like, here's a cool guy in it and he's flying around. That's cool. But like, I really didn't think about that. Didn't work on me when I was watching the movie. And everyone's talking about the new Tom Top Gun saying, yeah, yeah, it's a silly dumb movie. But man, it's a little, a lot of fun with the, the plane stuff. And I feel like I'm going to have to really try to remind myself like Tom Cruise is doing the stunts and this mm. is fun and this is cool because I don't know. I just can't really watch an extended action sequence. Of That's like, why the, the big screen is so nice. Uh, mm. If you see yeah. like in the theater and the sound and stuff is. Uh, Are you saying big out. screen like like the shaver company? <laughs> yeah. Or the lighter company. I went to a theater that does a lot of big. <laughs> big was all over the place. Brother in Christ. So he came out and shaved me during the movie. Um, here's a line that made me laugh out loud. Uh, slider. You stink. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. God. I was waiting for something like clever about it. And it was just like, no, so he stinks. And she just smelled it and she said he stinks. A lot of a lot of like the killer lines in this movie are not clever at all. It's, yeah. it's like sixth grade humor. And that's sort of like, <laughs> I crack myself up is is like, it, it reminded me of Ninja Turtles patter. Oh, yeah. dude, exactly. Like they, they go, she's oh, lost that love and feeling she has. I hate when they do that. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah. off. It's man. like, write a joke. Don't not, It's just like a jibber jabber. And just, yeah, the, the going upside down and just flicking the guy off. Ooh, he's like, hey, asshole. <laughs> They're flyboys, man. They're fun. Yeah, why couldn't he not do the uh, buzz the tower? He, when he first got yelled at, they were like, you buzzed the tower five times. And then he gets the top gun and he buzzed the tower and the guy spills his coffee. And then at the end, he buzzes the tower. That's funny. They hand him a coffee. He's like, thank you. And then it goes by. He's like, oh. <laughs> but see, that's Maverick's, also, Maverick's goes, fatal flaw. He's leaving like the colonel or whoever's office and somebody hits into him he's like oh again oh <laughs> he's bad with coffee hmm. he's a bad coffee guy have you guys ever seen the uh snl sketch with uh val kilmer he comes on and he's like the premise is like uh Iceman, you know the later years or something like that mm-hmm. and he's he's flying like a commercial jet with uh i think it's chris parnell and will ferrell is he hosting He's hosting, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, the whole thing is like, you guys are dangerous. <laughs> He's really playing into that. <laughs> oh, that's dangerous. Because so I, I remember seeing that and liking it, and then seeing this and like, 
his whole thing, the whole movie is like, you're dangerous up there, Maverick. Well, I, I was cool. so shocked ahead, by that. Having not seen it, like, my whole life, I knew Val Kilmer as Iceman. Well, like, yeah. what a cool name. So I thought, like, Iceman, he's the bad guy. And then I was watching this movie, and it's like, he's the Iceman because he flies cold because he's so textbook and he so follows the rules that they call him Iceman. Oh, no, 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 no. But, the, yeah, you're right, but... Textbook makes it sound lame. He's waiting for his opponent to crack, and he never cracks. But he's oh. not bad. He's a good student. That's he's all he best. is. He's the best. He fucking he won the. He was the Top Gun. He made but the she, plaque. It's a very Rocky's uh, a very Rocky ish climax. Wait, yeah. who 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 made the Top Gun? Tom Cruise. No, no, what? Cruise Cruise. Uh, I stopped paying attention. He flaked. He Iceman is a dork. I thought he was going to be no. a villain, and he's a dork. No, no, no. It's cool. They're cool. <laughs> he's Iceman. But he's Iceman. He's I, cool. I agree it's cool because I like Val Kilmer in this movie, but don't you think that's a strange thing that, like, who's the antagonist in the movie? The Russians? Mm. No, I think you're right, Iceman. And he's and then Russian and the Russians at the end. But then he saves Iceman. Well, we don't know the Russians, right? I, Iceman wins the class, but then, and then even before they go uh, on the mission, Iceman is like, hey, are you sure Maverick's the guy? And yeah, the instructor is cool. just like, don't worry, he's cool. And then Maverick <laughs> saves Iceman. He's the best. Um, I remember the wording. They said um, the other side. They didn't want to say yeah. Russian. That's word. what they do on Veep, by the way. It's so generic to say Indian Ocean, the others. Oh, no, that's <laughs> someone from the other side. Indian Ocean is like uh, a good one to pick because like I know Pacific and Atlantic uh, exactly what those are near but Indian I'm like where is the Indian Ocean well it's it's a giant ocean that's like south of Asia so it could be anywhere I mean this movie is 1986 of course they're talking about the Soviet Union oh yeah totally also they were saying that like call me when you get to Rio so is that anywhere near like um, Brazil yeah but those Rio's in Brazil so maybe that's just where they were taking off they fly so fast they could probably Get anywhere. Hmm. Um, here was a funny thing that got me distracted. And I was thinking during the film, did you guys have your eyes peeled? And did you notice a young Tim Robbins? Yeah, he was Merlin. Merlin. Did he have any lines as Merlin? Or uh, yeah, I, I, especially at the end, I remember he was up there with him. But everyone's mask is in front of their oh, face, so okay. you can't. Uh, well, it was it's been funny ADR. Just is that what you're getting at? It may have been ADR. <laughs> no, I was just wondering about the size of the role because. It's 1986, so that's early. So, you know, like, I was wondering if Tim Robbins was too big for that role, but I I know that it's like that was early and he got famous later. But Tim Robbins was, it's funny just thinking of if you watch this when it was new, my understanding of Tim Robbins was he was Mr. Hot Shit of the cool theater scene in LA. Like, I I believe. Like, like, uh, what Gary Sinise and, and John Malkovich were to like, Chicago. Steppenwolf. Mm. Yeah. Steppenwolf or Goodman. No, Steppenwolf's like the hip one, right? And Goodman was like a little more like, uh, I think that. I've only heard of Steppenwolf and I just said that as if I knew what I was talking about. I think you're right. Only what I've heard of, folks. (laughs) Well, I don't know shit about shit, but I think that Tim Robbins in LA had a theater company that was like the cool shit. And I know that Jack Black really idolized him for that. And so that when then when he was in like Bull Durham or stuff like that, it's like, Oh man, this guy is like making it. So it's funny for Top Gun because it's like gigantic movie, teeny little role. That's it. It almost reminded me of like 
Tim Heidecker in, in Bridesmaids or something where like for us, we're like, look yeah. at that. And then he, yeah, he's yeah, barely yeah. there and you're like, oh, weird, but cool, but weird. There's like some big basic movie, but then somebody on the crew was like, oh, we're going to put a cool guy in. Yeah. <laughs> um, didn't I, I heard Rain Wilson was kind of like that too. Like he was a, yeah. a an LA theater guy. Yeah, and the then, kind of Santa Monica Boulevard uh, actors workshop yeah. scene. He was like hot shit. And then got, yeah. Like well, a same. Te- he was already like, he was like a teacher and kind of a guru. Damn. Akin to what happens at UCB where you could be like 29 and you're an old senior. I mean, that's like a, the Nick Offerman move too. Shit. Yeah. What's Tom Skerritt's claim to fame? I, I know him from like a river runs through it and all kinds of stuff. But like, what do you think made that guy famous? I know him from Top Gun. What else? Oh, MASH. <laughs> Oh, he is an alien. I was watching it. Oh, alien. I was like, like, is he an alien? He is an alien. Did you say he's in MASH? Yep. Scared? I didn't know that. Yes. I can't think of who he was. Um, He wore a really good shirt in this movie. You guys notice like a, it was like a white rugby shirt, but with a a waistband on it. I saw that thing and I was like, what is that, linen? And then I said, no, I think it's a sweatshirt. And he's rolling up the sleeves. It's yeah. a sweatshirt. It's a collared sweatshirt. Oh, Damn, Scarrett. There was that look in kind of the 80s where <laughs> if you say you got a sweatshirt on or a shirt and you if you stick your hand out, the wrist to the waist would kind of be a straight line. Blousey. Blousey. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. But, but tight on the waist. Tight on the waist. He's 88 now. Wow. Tom Scarrett. I'll tell you who looked good in his uh, in his Hawaiian shirt was Goose when his wife and kids show up. I love Goose. Yeah, I love Goose it. And, and then they really make you fall in love with him right before they kill him. He's like yeah, playing piano with his kid, and they're like, "Oh, Goose is just the funniest." <laughs> we don't trust the audience to remember this a scene away from his death. Yeah, <laughs> that was a weird scene. I li- I liked when his uh, when Meg Ryan's uh, I forget her line, but she was like. He's like, you better take me home or, or, or you're going to lose me. He's like, whatever. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Take me home and take bring me, me to bed, bed or, or lose me forever. forever. And then they have a little banter. She comes over, sits on his lap. <laughs> like Their kid is there, too. And they're like, sing with the family <laughs> before I fuck your mom. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give you a, get you a sibling tonight, kid. <laughs> get you. Um, We're going to get you a sibling. Well, you know, in the new movie... That little mm. boy who's sitting on the uh, piano would grow up to become Miles Teller. I thought as much. Damn. Fun. You know, another thing I'm going to bring up. No spoilers, Mike. Don't spoil Oh, that this. may be a spoiler. I don't know if it is, but. No, no. Uh, the movie's been out. Watch it. It's been out. Um, I was excited to see fucking Val Kilmer is listed in the new Top Gun. Don't tell me anything. Mm. But I saw him listed. Is it a is it a new role? Is it old footage? Ooh, you'll have to see. Ooh, uh, probably. I mean, the, the dude can't talk, right? Like we we know. I like, will say no more. All right, but maybe all right. it's old footage. Ooh. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ooh. I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Ah. Iceman lives on in the form of Guile, Street Fighter Two, modeled oh, sure. after Iceman. Really. Oh. And I'll tell you one well, more hey, thing. Hey, whoever designed it, they did a great job. Because, you know, uh, Iceman's got the little, the spiky blonde hair. Oh, yeah. And they said, hey, Guile is going to have, he's going to be the American fighter. Spiky blonde hair. And then also in the <laughs> Guile level, they got the fighter jets. And then yeah, there's, yeah. there's even like a, you know, there's a girl cuddled up on another pilot. It looks like the cover of, Tom, of Top Gun. Really? And I'll do you, here's one more. 
even wow. more thing. Beyond that. <laughs> Have you heard? Okay, when the credits rolled, I was like, how do I know this fucking song? I'm going to play you the credits version. It's Cheap Trick, Mighty Wings. Okay. Video game? Yeah, that sounds really cool. Sounds like Andrew WK. This was playing during the uh, credits. Yes, and okay. so I was like, I think that's Guile's theme from Street Fighter Two. It's not Guile's theme. It's Ken's theme. Ah. Whoa. Yeah. Right. Is that just the same song, or is there any type of? Man. I did some digging. Okay. And there is a um, oral history of Street Fighter 2 on Polygon.com. Composer Yoko Shimamura says, I've heard people say that, and I watched the movie before I composed the song, so I can't deny I might have been inspired subconsciously. <laughs> but I didn't go into it thinking, okay, I'm going to make this song sound like Mighty Wings. Well, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it did. <laughs> but I love when uh, I, I love when video That's games cool. take from ba-da, Hollywood ba-da, movies ba-da, ba-da. the best. Now, now, where to tell us about E Honda? Where would he come from? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he's a su- he's a <laughs> sumo that fella. That's all. Um, but this movie, okay, here's a little Kevin Bacon situation. This movie, directed by Tony Scott, mm-hmm. known for his thrillery. Fair. Yeah, what are, what are his other big movies? True Romance. True Romance. Uh, Domino. I know his brother's movies. Yes, Ridley Scott. Sir Ridley Scott. Sir Ridley Scott. Another video game, Metroid, drew heavily from Alien. Do you think he had to call his brother and ask to use Tom Skerritt? Probably. <laughs> Yo, hey, bro, can I use Tom Skerritt for one week? <laughs> but the villain in Metroid is Ridley, named lovingly uh. after Ridley Scott. Oh. oh, wow! That's kind of cool. Because it's like my big brother. I oh, uh, yeah, what, yeah. My wait. big brother. I oh, yeah. What's Sigourney <laughs> Weaver's character's name in Alien? Ripley. Ripley. Close. Tim. Close. Tim. Close. Wait, was there a Metroid movie or, or a? T- what, nah. What was it? Nah, nah. It's it's like a um, it's sort of based on Alien. Was there a Mega Man movie? That's what that's what I'm saying. There's not a Mega Man movie. Not yet. <laughs> Metroid, the game you're talking about. Yes. But there was never a movie. I That's see. what I'm saying is games that the, the Japanese games that pull from the American action movies. Very cool to a guy like me. Oh, okay. I didn't get what you were saying. That's cool. Now, Jeff, just in case we have any movie producer patrons listening right now, you do have a Mega Man screenplay ready to go, right? <laughs> ready to go. And you're attached <laughs> ready to direct. To go. If yeah, someone huh? wants to buy it, you'd be attached to direct. And I'm attached. Yep. Hey, come on, pony uh, up the know, bucks. And I'll tell you what, I think I got a role for a little Timmy and a little Mikey in there, oh. too. Sawman? Can I be Sawman? You can be Sawman. Mr. Handsome and his dorky friend. Mr. Handsome and his dorky friend, Sawman. <laughs> ah, but who will play who? We'll have to audition for both. <laughs> I'll read for it. We audition, you change, you change it like, okay, so now it's just going to be two dorky guys. Hey, Jeffy. So the scene that's playing right now uh, on my TV is... Tom at uh, well, Maverick, uh, Pete, <laughs> Pete, Pete, Peter Griffin. Uh, he's at it. Uh, Peter Charlie's house for the date. The 
was it really difficult to hear what they were saying the whole in this scene? Oh yeah, there was so much so much like mumbling between the two. The the, the date the Mumble dinner Corey. scene. Yeah, mumblecore. Yeah, it was mumblecore. Hmm. I didn't particularly like that. So what is this? The puffy chair? <sighs> Stop. <laughs> what? Um, Who are those brothers? The mumble brothers. Yeah, yeah. Duplass. Um, let me ask you this: Did those you notice those duplicitous Duplass brothers? <laughs> There's a, one, of the, one of the Duplasses made uh, two horror movies that I thought were really scary. They were well done. I forget what they were called though. You know, I always thought Mark was the on-camera guy and Jay was sort of uh, off-camera probably for a reason. But then Jay Duplass was in Transparent. He's a very good actor. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, you were saying, Tim. I, yeah. I wanted to say, I thought I creep. spotted a... The name of the show is, the name of it is Creep and Creep 2. They're good. Cre- creep show. Yeah. Um, I thought I saw a non-actor in this film. In yeah. When Tom Cruise is standing in front of the council and they're like acquitting him saying that you're not responsible for oh, Bruce's yeah. death, the person like reading out that verdict, it's one of the worst <laughs> readings of a line. I mean, he's reading a statement, but he like reads it poorly. And I'm like, <laughs> they must, this must be like a real Navy. An guy actual tribunal. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy bad in this That big also was a, scene, a completely unnecessary scene. It's like, we know the hero, what's going to happen with the hero. We don't yeah. need to see him get acquitted. Such a strange <laughs> plot point where it's like, they, they're like, we know you blame yourself, but they didn't even really go overboard with that. He was just sort of sad about his friend. And then he was yeah. gun shy because he had a like, crazy thing had happened. But like the way that that played out is sort of strange. Like there's a way that you could beat out like him feeling like he's at fault. And then the council says you're not at fault, but then he's like drunk on a roof being like, it is my fault or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. Right, which would be such a perfect Tom Cruise-y thing to do. Yeah. I got to get in just, touch with him. Do you know? I wonder like, if they just didn't have the like time or money. Is this, was this movie? I uh, think they didn't have the time because they just wanted to get to bed. Yeah. <laughs> let, me see, let me see what the old, let me see what the old budget was on this movie. It had to well, be the, over a thousand. The box office it was over. Well, the box office was certainly over a thousand. Three hundred fifty-seven million dollars. It's a hit. I'm talking about the big box. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Fifteen mil. Yeah, this whole movie. I was watching a traumatized pilot. I was like, "Who is this Shinji Ikari?" See, I don't get the reference. <laughs> Timmy, you're not into that geek shit. We're talking. I'm gonna guess, and I think. Hold on, is that um, uh. <laughs> Fucking the the mech fighter guys, <laughs> yes. yeah, Evangelion, yeah, 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 Evangelion. I but like, uh, <laughs> so so way too much of Evangelion is having like the the chosen one pilot boy be like, I can't, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the Sitting seat of the like a mech, like, and you're like, come on, motherfucker! Like <laughs> episode after episode, movie after movie, is a pilot who's supposed to be the best, being like. To shit. <laughs> Somebody take him to the bathroom and get him back in here. We got to take care of these Godzillas. Hey, speaking of traumatized pilots, <laughs> do you guys remember my claustrophobic meltdown on the set of the Birthday Boys show while shooting a Top Gun parody? <laughs> yeah, I do actually. Oh yeah, <laughs> I had too much. I was like Carl Havoc. I had too much fucking shit on me. <laughs> Wait, what was that? Remember was the, in the Beaver was... episode? There's a later. Yes, beaver. the Beaver. Okay, yeah, yeah. We had a plane fuselage set. 
Yeah, and we're all pilots. It's like Top Gun style, and then a beaver shows up and shoots us, and we're like, the beaver, off, oh, in the yeah, Tim and yeah. Eric episode. But I just, I had never, well, not never. Before that, now I've had maybe three, but once when I was a kid, I was climbing through a hay maze. I think I told oh, you guys you this. you talked about this on the And yeah. the kids ahead of me stopped, and the kids behind me kept coming, and I was stuck, and I was like, get me the fuck out of here. And then- more recently, I, I threw my back out. And I had an MRI and I had a little flip out in the machine. I've but, heard about whoa. those people being the most. Those machines are are tough. They psyched. I don't. Th- I think I would have been fine, but they were like, "Hey, are you claustrophobic?" And I was like, "I don't think so." And they're like, "It's really tight in there." <laughs> and I was like, well, what? <laughs> "I don't think so." I ha- I've had two very detailed episodes. But- <laughs> well. Spread out over decades, and the, but they were like, they were like, it's it's tight, and it's a forty minute scan, and if we have to stop, you got to start from the beginning. Wow. And they gave me that forty minute scan. Holy shit! Forty minute scan, and that was the thing I told you guys that they they were like, um, sometimes listening to music helps calm me down. Uh, do you like music? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, what type of music? And I was like, rock. And they're like, great. And then I go get in the MRI machine, <laughs> and then they play Elvis. Uh, Don't be cruel. And then, next, <laughs> then the the next song is like, "Won't you be my teddy bear?" <laughs> and then, then it was like a blue suede shoes. And I was like, "Get me the fuck out of here!" Like, I, was going, I was like, "Why?" I gave you the whole genre. You played just this Elvis. You had to play me the first three rock songs. <laughs> yeah, we have play. either we Elvis have or complete uh, collection of rock and roll in order. <laughs> Uh, man but tim that's like uh that's that's interesting i didn't know you i mean it seems like you got a little claustrophobia well yeah i mean and those those are pretty class the hay maze and the mri those those are i stand by my claustrophobia because they were tight squeezes stuck in there funny Mm. circumstances the pilot one yeah that's like the claustrophobia i think uh, anyone who doesn't say they're claustrophobic would still be like oh i don't sure sure i don't want to be in that position well, yeah. imagine this weird one. Here's me shooting a sketch, right? Mm-hmm. In a giant soundstage, 100 foot ceilings, huge yeah, room. Yeah. And this is, I've never experienced this since, but it's all about, claustrophobia is all about control, right? Like if you're in an elevator and the door uh, is stuck closed, you're, you're like stuck, but you could be in an elevator if you know you can open the door. Yeah, right, right. right. So I put on my flight suit, wardrobe puts me in a flight suit. I'm like, this is so this is a little small for me. I said large, but it's kind of give me a wedgie yeah. up my butt. And then they're like, sit in this weird little chair. Yeah. Then the helmet goes on. It's a little tight. And then sit in this weird little chair. And like one by one, I just started to, like once you have the thought, like I'm a little uncomfortable. Then you kind of start to spiral. But I was just sort of like, I'll be fine. <laughs> and I sat like we had a fake plane, so it's open on top. I remember you walking to the cockpit. You kept talking to me like, "I'll be fine." I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I, I agree. I, I shouldn't even be here." But the thing that did it, so I've got the helmet on, tight squeeze. The mm-hmm. suits on, tight squeeze. Sit down into the thing. I guess not a tight squeeze, just a funny little fake plane. And then the art department clips me in, and the mm. seat belt over the shoulder seat belt. Is very tight. Oh, I just remembered a fourth freak out I've had. But the the, the seatbelt, <laughs> seatbelt's pretty tight on my chest. Mm. Goes up from the crotch and then over the top. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And then they oh. clip me in, and I'm like, oh okay. And I'm I've, at this point, I'm like locked in pretty tight. And I go, okay, great. So like, if I wanted to get out, like, which button do I press? And they're like, just 
come tell us. I mean, not come to like, just call, <laughs> just call us over. <laughs> but I was like, how? And they're like, no, you can't do it, but you need me to unclip you. So and scream. That, that was it. The knowledge. Yeah. Just start sweating and, and pass out. The knowledge, oh, that out I right couldn't, the, the knowledge that I couldn't get myself out. We started shooting and I was like, Keith, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> and then I remember that my other one getting fitted for fucking uh, Max Rebo at SNL. By Louie, the, the famed FX guy, Louie at SNL. I had a little meltdown during my fitting. Damn. Damn. Jeez, you're, you're, on the, you're on the big stage. That's the big leagues, SNL, and you're freaking out? Yeah, you're like That's Maverick. <laughs> well, I was cool in the show, but it was the fit. The, here's the thing. I was playing Max Rebo in a Donald Glover sketch written by Mikey Day and Streeter Slido. And for those who don't know, M- Max Rebo is the big blue... Uh, elephant Who the key. fuck doesn't know Max Rebo? Uh, the <laughs> listeners probably know. No. I <laughs> Take it back. The listeners know. They, they put me in a big rubber suit and I'm like, that's cool. Then they put my hands are not functional, right? Because I'm in these rubber gloves. Mm. The, the fingers are not like really yeah, like yeah. functional. And then Louis puts the big elephant mask over me. And then he, it's great. It's tight and I'm sweaty, but, uh, the the mask has like a bicycle strap, like a bicycle uh, helmet strap. So again, you can't get it off. If I you can't need get to. out. So yeah, here's the funny thing. It, oh. I have to I have to hide my freak out this time because um, Streeter, the writer who had cast me in the sketch, was being a cool dude, letting me be in the sketch that I was like helping them with, and then he's in there in the fitting, and I was like when Louie was like, and then we'll just, we'll click this closed. You won't be able to open it with your hands, but if you need it open, you could just tell me or, or whatever. Interesting. So, so now I start to get a little voice in my head of like, Timmy, you're going to flip out. You're going to flip the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't say that in front of Streeter. Cause I was like, if I, if I have a meltdown now in the fitting, it yeah. doesn't bode well for me to get, to play this character on right, the show. Right, right. Um, and I want to be on TV and I, I want to do a funny, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, um, so I just go, I was like, just pulled like a diva move. Where I was like, Louie, we don't need to clip it. Uh, it's fine. It fits. And he's like, yeah, but if we clip it, and I was like, nah, we don't need to clip it. And then like, <laughs> wait, I'm pretty wait, sure. Wait, but, but this is on the, like on the day when you're going. This is this, a fitting. This is the Friday fitting. Okay. In, okay. You know, gotcha, gotcha. So, but I just, I, I like put my foot down. I was like, no, nah, it fits my head. Great. We don't need to fit it. And Louie, who's like a really nice guy was like, okay, well, maybe I can just take the thing off, uh, the strap off. And I was like, great, get rid of the strap. No strap. And I'm sure- <laughs> We're losing <laughs> the strap, Streeter. 86 is strap. And I'm sure Streeter <laughs> thought, instead of thinking that I was claustrophobic, he thought I was a fucking asshole from LA yeah. <laughs> who came to town and bossed everyone around. But I got to be in the sketch and I, and I didn't freak out on the stage because I knew- even though I, on live TV, you don't want to take your helmet yeah, off. Yeah, you could just jettison the whole head if you needed yeah. to during the sketch. I did. And then, happy ending- I do the sketch, right? Fun. I get to be. I get to have a little story to tell my friends. Mm-hmm. I walk off stage, commercial break, studio 8H. I, I, I walk over to a clearing where I can take my helmet off. I happen to be standing right under Lauren's bleacher in his little zone where, where the, the, the real fancy guys hang out, right? Mm-hmm. Take off the helmet and go, whew, and I'm all sweaty and I look miserable. And I'm right standing face to face with Martin Short. And he looks at me and he holds out both hands and he goes, there he is. (laughs) (laughs) And fucking Lorne Michaels and Alec Baldwin laugh their ass off. (laughs) Like like, the joke being like, the joke being like, here's this dumb extra. (laughs) Yeah, of course. There he is. is. 
so funny. Legitimately, <laughs> such such a uh, Barton Short moment, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, that's fucking oh, that's good. Great. Oh, so my you God. had you had no uh, freak out in the suit. Or oh, this is what I was gonna ask. Can you see? Could you see anything in the suit, or did people have to like walk you around? I couldn't see shit in in the suit. And let me tell you this: the show was running long. They cut a minute out of the sketch, and they did it straight to the cards and nobody had told me like old school live broadcast yeah, shit, yeah. where no one had told me that the sketch was, has, was cut down. So I had like a little funny bit I was going to do and I'm, I can't see the cards cause my eyes don't line up. So, so I just, just like, you're just counting to like two minutes and 45 seconds before you do some weird thing. Or I'm like, just waiting. <laughs> well, I'm going out, I can hear Donald Glover next to me and we had rehearsed the scene together. So I knew his cue to me was like, okay, Max, pick it up or whatever. And then I was going to do a thing. And then he just didn't <laughs> do it. And I'm like, Oh, Donald, you fucked up. And I'm, I'm thinking, but it was, it's happens all the time there where you just don't, you don't, they just like cut stuff on the fly. It's crazy. I've heard that uh, I've heard from people who have been in SNL like after the fact uh having like nightmare panic type dreams about like a scene was happening I wasn't in my costume but I'm supposed to be on stage and oh, yeah. things got cut and I had no idea and I have to be on stage like all this Guys, Mike, just residual I mean not SNL but I have those dreams about I had those dreams about, like, about the grill at my old, at my dad's <laughs> restaurant. Like, I've got to flip that burger. Oh, that burger is ready to be flipped. Oh. <laughs> but I had a dream like the other night. I was going to text you guys about it. And I was like, nah, it's stupid. Where we had to, it was birthday boys. And we had to do three monthly shows for one show <laughs> for some reason. And I was like, guys, you're ready for this? And you guys were all like packed up and you were like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And I was like, I haven't even looked at my lines to be honest. And I was like, I was like paging through and I was like, I guess I remember this one. And oh. and there was just so much material and I didn't know my stuff and I didn't have my stuff and you guys had your stuff. And wow. uh, I, I woke up and I was like, oh. That was recently that happened? This was like this week. <laughs> wow, I wonder what... Uh, what kicked into your brain for that? Hmm. I'm sure that you'll find something analogous. Maybe you had a pod to do. I think it's just general stress, man. I had, I'll tell you the only recur. This is humiliating and coming off the SNL talk. The only, it's not related to that experience because I think it maybe predated it, but I have a recurring nightmare where I'm the musical guest on SNL and, <laughs> oh, and no. I can't read the sheet music. I'm, I'm really, like a high school thing where you're trying to read a test and you can't read it. Why is sheet music involved? But it's, always, it's always the same. I'm in the green room. I'm hobnobbing. I'm feeling cool. I'm cracking jokes. Then it's like, okay, Kelpak is the stage. And I take get a guitar. I step up to a microphone and I look down at a music stand. Yeah. <laughs> As if, could you imagine the, the musical guys? And I can't play guitar. Oh, I've had that no. with... Uh, the Rolling Stones and Fish, where I'm invited on stage, I am there to play, and I just, like, can't play. And now, Mike Hanford! <laughs> but but it's not reading music. But I will say, you you can tell if you're in a dream. Uh, in dreams, you can't read uh, text. Oh, I've heard that. Mm. Yeah. In fact, that's the the premise of a Batman the Animated Series uh-huh. <laughs> episode. He, Bruce <laughs> Bruce knows he's in a dream because the text is backwards. Oh, cool! Wow, that's a uh, those were some lofty ideas in that. Yeah, Batman that's pretty thing. fucking nuts. But uh, it's funny that the three of us. I mean, 
you know, we've all kind of performed on a high level on a, in a live environment. Have nightmares about it. Yeah. The, <laughs> I, I used to have dreams uh, when we were shooting the show about, like, you know, needing to, like, wake up, like, uh, missing sketches or miss, not being there on time. Because when we were shooting the Birthday Boys, the schedule was so packed because we were trying to do so much yeah. stuff with the budget. And being, it was like, being unprepared and out of control is, like, the, yeah, the theme yeah. of it. Wasn't it, like... I feel like even Sandler, like the chillest guy on earth, I feel like he said he had nightmares about missing his cues at SNL and stuff like that. I oh, didn't, this is less of a stress dream, but or, or like around the time I turned 30, I had, it wasn't recurring because it wasn't always the same dream, but from a few different angles, I kept having dreams about having to go back to college, like, like Rodney <laughs> oh. Dangerfield style, like finding You're out, like, oh man, like. <laughs> either either finding out I lacked credits and and my my graduation didn't count or like something happened things fell apart in LA and I moved back to Ithaca or like a few different ways in but it always ended up with me as a 30 year old going back to college and I think it was it was it was like they weren't bad dreams they were nice and it was probably about like <laughs> la lacking structure in, in adulthood you just make your own life but i kind of want it was like fall and i mm. kind of like wanted the security of just mm. like go back to school get bossed around by by what you're you got to go to the classes and you're gonna you know do what you're told you know it's funny uh you know the people say like oh i don't like to hear about uh f people's dreams are so boring or whatever that, that's I, me, me sort of i don't i don't i don't love it I, I, I don't uh, like a Rust, long play-by-play -play of a weirdo dream where people turn into different people. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Paul Rust had a a tweet a couple years ago. I think it was like, "Oh, you don't <laughs> you don't like hearing about people's dreams? Oh, really? You don't like to peek inside your friend's subconscious?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I think true. it's it's the most like the naked you'll ever thing. see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I agree. When when people are like, and then this happened, but it wasn't this. This and it's like, well, don't take me through it because we all agree this shit didn't happen, right? So yeah, yeah, get yeah. to it. Yeah, I just don't like. I I I I think I enjoy a peek into my friend's brain, but my problem is you're never gonna ma give them the reaction they want because they're so excited because it happened yeah. to them, and you're like. Oh yeah, weird. Oh yeah, oh yeah, weird. But they're like, and then the, I took a bite of the yeah. hot dog, but it was a burger. Yes, exactly, exactly, right, exactly. And, it, and, and I feel it, bad, like it, just like in real life. Anytime someone's telling me a story, I'm just like, boy, at the end of this story, I'm gonna have to say, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you just go, pep it up, <laughs> pep it up. Do you guys have um, that thing where I had another dream? It was probably the same night as the UCB stress dream, where I couldn't punch. Where like normally, normally oh, that's I have your worst fear. I have my like I have my villain where right where I want him. I have him right there, and then I'm I'm gonna fucking punch him right in the face. And it's like punching through like water or like yeah, and I'm like I can't like make connections. And I've read that it's because literally when you're dreaming, your body is responding slower to things than your brain is, and that's reflected in your like inner storytelling that. But here's the other thing. I can fly pretty regularly. Oh. So mm. it just seems like I can't punch, but I can fly is the rule. <laughs> so if you can't punch, you just scoot out of there. And it's Mario 3 rules or or Mario World rules where like I run really fast and then I jump. Oh, and then, it and then is? I, and then I can <laughs> fly. But it's always oh, yes. the same logic. You know, yes, there's no, yes. there's no, um, so there's, there's a way to do it and a way not to. <laughs> If just the damn rules would be the same each time. Mm. Yeah, the the punching and kicking, the slow running, I think that's uh, 
a universal thing. And it's one of those things like there's there's also uh, teeth falling out. That's like oh, a, that, that's like I read that fear like of a, irreversible change. Like you've crossed a line. Yeah, you can't yeah, go yeah. Back on. Yeah, yeah. There's it's like an aging thing. Teeth. Uh, yeah. Teeth falling out is a big one. Teeth. You guys have any? You guys have any good wet dreams lately? Watch out with that talk, Jefferson. Save it for the next uh, level, you know. <laughs> yeah, the next. We next used to joke year. a lot more about the uh, the pervy levels. We don't do it so much anymore, huh? Yeah, I think it's. Uh, we made our point. We had some fun. Piss freaks. <laughs> yeah, piss freaks wasn't a level. It was an episode we do, right? Oh, right. Or like our kinks or something. I think so. Yeah, the kink ep- the kink uh kink sode. Stinky kinks. Wait, there was something there was a dream thing I was gonna say. Uh wait, mm. but you guys can't fly? Oh. I love it. When when I catch a fly dream, I'm so happy. I flying and and not needing to breathe underwater, that's so fun. That'd be mm. the best. Yeah. Mike Mike no fly? Uh, my dreams are sort of a no-fly zone, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my wardrobe is a bit of a no-fly zone. It's mostly ooh. just, ooh, mesh shorts. It's mostly just me walking around, checking out stuff, being in the mall, being in a neighborhood. Mm. <laughs> Airports, I'll walk around the airport. Maybe you, maybe you fly from the cockpit of an F-16 fighter jet. Yeah. Well, we talked about our dreams, and it was <laughs> Peter Maverick's dream to make it to the ah. Top Gun class, and he did. No, he didn't. And no, he, he made it to the class. Yeah, yeah he graduated. He made it to class. He graduated. He graduated. He graduated. <laughs> what the hell was his last name? Peter uh, Griffin. Griffin. <laughs> Peter Griffin. Uh, Pete Maverick Mitchell. Yep. We love you, Mav. Everyone, do yourself a favor and go check out. Look up uh, Val Kilmer SNL Top Gun, and you'll find Iceman, the later years. And you'll laugh at that. Because we can't be around you all 24 7, so you're going to have to get your laughs some other way. That's going to do it for us <laughs> and Iceman and Maverick and Goose, Viper, and Ho- Hollywood, Hollywood. And Jester. Slider, Jester, and Merlin alike. Goodbye. Peace. Goodbye, folks. Oh, and thanks for listening. All right. Yeah, thank you.